insert card to pay here, or pay cashier first if paying inside. Please wait. Is this a debit card? Hello, my dear friends, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Painting Pictures Podcast. I'm Gabriel Roberts, and I'm coming to you from northern Vermont, which is a state in the United States of America. It's up in the sort of the northeastern region of the country. It borders Canada to the north, which is another country. Um, and it's, uh, yeah, it's just right up there. Uh, it's a great place. A lot of good maple syrup. I've got a great line on some quality maple syrup um, for a really good price per gallon. So, um, doing well in Vermont. I'm living the life of a working man. Get up at 6 every morning in the dark of the morning and go down and cook oatmeal and put on my boots and go out and work. And my drives to and from work are the place where I've been recording this podcast. On my phone, which is uh, slowly succumbing to the designed obsolescence um, that it is uh, doomed to, but um, it's still recording voice memos, and I've organized them in a podcast, and I'm excited to present it to you. If you have any questions for me during the show, or after the show, or in the middle of the night, you can send an email to GabeRobertsArt at gmail.com or you can visit the website at GabeRobertsArt.com those, those are based on the fact that I sometimes go by Gabe as opposed to Gabriel. This podcast is dedicated to Cinnamon the Pony who passed away last night. May God rest his sweet little Shetland pony soul. Got to be with him uh, all day yesterday, and he went peacefully um, before his foot fell off. Uh, a graceful and matter-of-fact old pony was Cinnamon. So this podcast is for you, Cinnamon, and it's for all of you sweet listeners out there. I hope you enjoy it. Away we go. just spent almost $13 on apples. <laughs> apples, yep. The fruit that grows on freaking trees. People, $13. 
and uh, had an interesting little moment at the cash register as I was checking out and paying for my goods, my groceries. I apologize for those of you that don't like the sound of me eating while talking. I have I have received such such feedback based on the uh, baby creamy episode when I loudly licked my creamy ice cream cone while recording. The feedback has been noted, but I feel like for this particular segment, the sound of me eating an apple is entirely appropriate. It probably adds something to the proceedings. So, there I am, at the co-op, paying for what I know are overpriced groceries, but hey, uh, you know, I guess I like it. Usually the produce is good, though vastly overpriced. And is it overpriced? Well, that's another, that's a discussion for a different day. And the, the truth is that uh, it, it's all a question of perspective. And, uh, wow, everything, everything just went tumbling off of my front seat. My groceries down, my $13 apples on the floor, my lunch bag that I'd left open down, and then my massive water bottle down on top of all of them. Fortunately, it's not leaking, so I think we're good. I think we're going to let it lie. Let those little babies just sit there till we get home. So there I am, checking out at the co-op, um, getting rung up, and and I like to watch the screen on the co-op because it's always a mystery how you end up spending $40 on three items, and it helps to be able to look at the screen because they don't give you an itemized receipt like at most grocery stores. This is probably in an attempt to save paper and save the environment. So, you know, it's all part of the it's all part of the experience. Not getting a receipt. You know, people would probably be really upset if they just started handing out receipts. Oh, guys are wasting so much paper. I personally wouldn't put up a fuss because I would read the receipt carefully, like a detective trying to figure out how. Uh, heist took place. <laughs> How I got swindled out of $48. I mean, you get up to $50 if you're doing any kind of any kind of a shop. You get above $15 no matter what. And then you're in the $30 range when you do like getting a couple things for dinner. That's, that's sort of how it works. They shouldn't even put prices on their items. They should just ask you, so what do you... Are you just getting a couple things for dinner? That'll be 30 bucks. Are you just getting literally like two things? That'll be $15. And then if you've got a fair amount of items, oh, then it's going to be $50. That, that, that would be a more accurate pricing model, I think. So I get in my few items, watching the screen, and I see the apples on there. And the, uh, the extension... So you've got the price per pound, you've got the weight, and then the extension came out to $12.91. And I got this, this little bag of apples. <laughs> and uh, as, I, as I usually do in these situations, um, 
I'm not going to say anything at that point because I've already put my groceries on the counter. They've already been rung up. I've already like had the opportunity to look at the price. Theoretically, the prices of those apples are posted out there somewhere. Certainly isn't a $13 price tag on top of those apples because I guarantee I would not buy them. And they probably know that. But I'm the type where I, you know, I'm getting better about this, about standing up for myself and not getting needlessly ripped off. But that's still a moment I struggle in where I'm not going to stop and say, whoa, 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 how much are the apples? Um, but instead, I said under my breath, better be the best fucking apples in the whole world. Better be the best fucking apples ever. That's what I said under my breath. Now, just before I said that, probably while I was registering that $12.91 in my brain, the cashier uh, took my credit card and, and said to me, uh, debit or credit? And this question just passed right over me because I was focused very intently on the price of the apples. So, um, in response to her question, I said, these better be the best fucking apples ever. Those better be the best fucking apples ever. And then I looked back at her and I see her staring at me wide-eyed. And and we have a pause there. Where I'm wondering if she heard me and what I said and wondering if I have to explain myself, which I was pretty well prepared to do. Um Fortunately, she rescued us and she's wondering what kind of response that was to her question. Um, fortunately, she saved us and said, do you care if this is run as debit or credit? And I said, oh, I'm sorry. No, I don't care. Whatever you guys like to do. You know, besides stick it in my butt with your prices. Uh, whatever you like to do. So, um, so she ran my card and I, 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 I paid... $13 for apples. But I looked more closely and I saw that the um, the price per pound was uh, somewhere just under $3. I think. $3 a pound. Uh, no, it might have been $4 though. Mm, might have been $4. Might have been $3.91. Or that was the weight. That was the weight. $3.91. So f- approximately 4 pounds so yeah, approximately $3 a pound. I think they were like $2.90 or something. Now, you may be doing the math and finding that I'm wrong. And all I can say is I'm, I'm just pulling this from memory. And I didn't do the math in my head. Uh, so don't say that I'm wrong. You know, because I'm not, I'm not claiming to have calculated that and come up with an answer. I have a bite of this delicious apple. Because that is where we were going with the story. Is that I got out of the co-op into the cool, blustery Vermont evening. And I reached into my reusable grocery bag and pulled out... Not mine. I stole it from somewhere. I I steal these things. Just a heads up. um, I steal reusable grocery bags, so... Hide your usable, hide your reusable grocery bags when I'm coming around. Because I'll take it. God, they're useful. Put anything in them. 
well, not anything, <laughs> but lots of things, like apples, and I pulled out one of these beautiful, glistening red apples, not shiny, I like a matte finish to my apple, that's usually the sign of a good apple to me, I'm, I'm not that into the real glossy look, I like a matte finish to my apple, and because it was organic, I knew that I could bite right into it and not be uh, biting into pesticides. Although I could be biting into organic pesticides, which is a, a yet another topic for another podcast. Or a segment of a podcast. Sorry, I feel like I get real sidetracked. I think I haven't recorded in a while. I'm kind of peppy. Yeah, that's what I want to say. Well, I said to myself as I pulled out that beautiful red apple... I said out loud, these had better be the best fucking apples ever. And after one bite, I knew that they were. And I felt better about it. Also, I realized that I paid $3 for a pound of apples um, at the farmer's market last Friday, and and that works out to about three apples. (laughs) Did you know that apples weigh a pound? seems kind of crazy. One pound each. But, uh, yeah, produce will, will weigh in. And so I figured, well, that's the going rate. It's not highway robbery. You know, they don't actually sneak in absurdly high prices hoping for suckers like me to come in and just put them on the counter and, and get rung up. I believe that these prices are actually the result of some sort of supply and demand, and I'm getting what I pay for. I'm just putting my faith in the co-op, and I'll tell you what, this apple (laughs) shows that that faith is not misplaced. of riding my ass this morning. I want to have nobody on my ass every time I drive. I'm become spoiled driving around the often very empty roads of Vermont and experiencing the joy of driving with no car on your ass. It's a, it's a glorious feeling. You go as fast as you want, go as slow as you want, you can eat food, you can check your fantasy, uh, you can swerve right and left on and off the road, and it's all good. That's what I desire, is that experience every day. It really cramps my style when somebody's on my butt. They're not even, like, these people are not even tailgaters. They're not bad. They're probably very akin to how I am, which is, like, I'm following the person ahead of me, and sometimes when I'm checking my fantasy, I go too fast and I get too close to them. But I'm not malicious. I'm not intentionally hounding them. So maybe one day, when there's flying cars, 
everyone will have that experience. We'll all have our own level. You fly at 102 feet. You fly at 112 feet. Give everybody 10 feet. You know, give everybody 10 feet. And then you gotta have special lanes for the fat cars and the trucks. But that's that's the future I imagine, folks. It's the future I believe in. heard a really nice piece by NPR about the oil pipeline that is proposed and under construction through North Dakota. And the guest on the show was a member of the Standing Rock Sioux tribe, uh, whose land this pipeline is going through and whose water supply is going to be contaminated, uh, by this crude oil pipeline. That's the thing that he mentioned and spoke of so eloquently, is that this is shitty oil they're extracting. This is like the worst of the worst, the dregs of the dregs, that's going to take a ton of energy to refine, and that uh, causes an absurd amount of pollution. It's It's like fracking. It's like the last step when there isn't really any oil left anymore and they do these things to just kind of shake out and pull out a little bit of sludge from the bottom of everything. And it's the most energy intensive and it has the worst environmental consequences. Anyway, the freaking reporter uh, says, well, so I understand that uh, you're tribe's claim to this land is based on a treaty from, what, the mid-1800s? And he said, yes, 1851, a treaty signed by the federal government of the United States with the Greater Sioux Nation, um, agreeing upon this territory belonging to the Indians. Well, gradually, the Westerners, he said, have kept coming and encroaching on the land, and the interviewer says, yeah, and so... I mean, at this point in time, I understand that these treaties have been broken, but at this point in time, that land legally belongs to the company that wants to put in the pipeline. So by your people stepping onto that land, isn't that just ratcheting up the protest? It's ratcheting up the heat on this whole thing? Fuck you, lady. Seriously? Saying that, like, well... (laughs) I mean, sure, our government made an agreement with the Indians back in 1851, but you're really going to, you're really going to hold that over our heads at this moment? Dude, (laughs) get with it. That was like over 150 years ago that we agreed that land was yours and you're still like hung up on the fucking treaty that we signed? Come on. That land belongs to a corporation now. And what you're doing is illegal. And then she says, Don't you think that this this oil pipeline is going to help North Dakota? 
it's going to provide energy for North Dakota. Don't you think there's some benefit to your people from having this? And he says, no. (laughs) There is no benefit to the destruction of our water supply. And she says, well, what about jobs? You know, jobs for you poor, jobless, uneducated Native Americans in your backwards little reservations. Don't you want to join the workforce and join a nice, solid resource extraction job? Don't you want to get paid to rape your own environment? And this is, uh, this is supposedly, um, you know, the liberal media. (laughs) Oh, what a fucking joke. What a fucking joke NPR is. a lot lately. Burping, burping, burping. Now, for a while, I didn't think, didn't think nothing of it. Just burping. Didn't think too much of it. Well, no, he's just burping. Now, Susanna, he's just burping, honey. Don't worry. Don't worry. Oh, don't worry too much about it, Susanna. He's just burping. Oh, that's Gabe. He, he burps a lot. Yeah, he's burping. Uh, maybe... Oh, God, ducks, do not go into the road. Wow. Fucking ducks, man. I don't know if they were going to do it, but it sure looked like they were going to do it. There's one big white duck leading the way. The last second he put the brakes on. Fortunately, the other ones did, too. But I didn't think much of it because, well, I kind of enjoy burping. It's satisfying. Brap. 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 But then you realize that it's gross. It's gross. You can't, you rarely smell your own burps, but you always smell other people's burps. So, through deductive reasoning, one can deduce that your burps smell terrible as well. Um, so, it's gross. And it's also a sign of indigestion. That's right. According to my scientist wife, (coughs) exhibit 3000, (laughs) according to my scientist wife, burping is a sign of indigestion. So what does that mean? Well, indigestion, (laughs) I won't define it for you because you know what that means. Of course you know what that means. You're an educated listener. You read the New York Times. You get it. You get it. Uh, it means I'm having a little bit of digestive issues, folks. Maybe it's stress-related. Maybe it's sugar-related. You know? Maybe I'm eating too much carbs and sugar. You go, it makes you think about bacteria in your gut. Good bacteria, bad bacteria... Bad bacteria love sugar and carbs, so when you eat sugar and carbs, you're feeding the the bad, the evil army in your gut. Well, this all 
didn't all come to that head, but this past weekend, I was super nauseous, or should I say, nauseated, when I awoke. I felt a little bit hungover, and I felt really sick to my stomach, and the previous evening, I had consumed one, well, I'd say three quarters of a cerveza, Although it was a rolling rock, so that's really like half of a cerveza. And a full gin-lime cocktail that I made mostly because, damn it, it was Friday night. Never mind that my wife and I were both exhausted and not in a, like, party mode. Damn it, it was Friday, and we'd made it through the week, so we were going to have a damn cocktail, and it was tasty, but boy, did I pay the price the next morning. Felt like crap. Oh, boy. You you know how this feels if you've ever felt this way. You know it's one of the worst feelings in the world. You you get uh, little chills go through your, your body along with the queasiness. Um, your stomach just does not feel good. Oh, here's a little couple of kids waiting for the school bus with their dad. And now here's a school bus going the opposite direction. Well, he just turned his lights off, but you have to stop um, both directions with the school bus. It's on a two-lane road. It's coming towards you. Obviously, the traffic behind the bus has to stop, but you have to stop as well. Although, really, what are they going to do? <laughs> you know? Fuck them, right? No, everybody respects the school bus. That's like the one one thing that everybody respects in this country. Oh, school bus. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, children. It's a nice thing. It's not a bad thing. There's nothing cynical about that. It's a nice thing. People respect children. That's really nice. I don't know why I had to start twisting that and making it cynical and sarcastic. Anywho, uh, terrible feeling, and so I thought, my thought process was, this is the thought process that went through my head until about 4 p.m. when I finally felt like a normal human being again. My thought process was, well, I probably just drank that cocktail too close to bedtime, and like pounded a bunch of delicious parsley pesto pasta. With plenty of oil and mozzarella cheese And that's why I didn't feel good I ate too much, drank that right before bed Didn't have chance to Didn't have time, chance time Didn't have the chance time Chance, not time, time chance Chance, chance, it's not time yet Chance, I told you to wait for my signal Chance, it's not time yet Chance, Chance, you're always doing this. You're always jumping a gun. When are we ever going to have a solid production and you keep jumping a gun? You won't wait for my signal. Chance, for the last time, it's not t- time yet. Chance. Come and name me Chance, anyways. Is that like Vance? No. Is that like Charlie? Well, kind of, because it has a C-H 
in the beginning. Oh, yes, you know, you're a little school kid. They're so cute. Little outfits. All ready for school. So I thought I hadn't given my body a chance to digest. Well, the next night, I drank more alcohol because it was a wedding. It was my friend's wedding. So I had, let's see, I had a beer, and then I had a glass of wine, and then I had another glass of wine, and then I had a whiskey, a whiskey ginger. Four drinks. Oh, and then I had some beer at the end of the night, but not a whole lot. Say five drinks. Whatever. I drank some alcohol. Woke up the next morning and felt like garbage. Garbage. Crap. Baloney. Uh, no, not baloney. <laughs> Just felt terrible. And so now I have to stop drinking alcohol forever. That's the end. It's been a good run. And I'm not too broken up about it. Tell you what, folks. If I can still drink coffee and eat bread and a little bit of sugar, I am good. (laughs) I am good. I am more than good. I don't know if it's direct. I mean, I'm going to have to do some more testing, but it's like, is it even... Well, yes. A week, yes, it is. A week will go by won't drink anything, I won't feel nauseated, and I'll think, oh, I can have something to drink, and then we'll see. So there's definitely more testing to come. But at a certain point, I will perhaps discover that there's a correlation there, and then what will I do? Well, I also made some sauerkraut last night. Sauerkraut! Ooh, that is sour! That kraut is super sour. Ooh! <laughs> Ooh, it's sour! <laughs> sour kraut. <laughs> I made some sour kraut, and I'm, uh, it's sitting on the t- table, and magically, uh, there's bacteria in it from who knows what that's going to develop into good bacteria, and then I'm going to eat it. I'm going to eat that every day, and and lots of it, and I'm going to keep making it because it's oh so easy to make and oh so cheap. Uh, A cabbage costs, well, we've been over (laughs) price of cabbage on this podcast, I believe. Maybe not. We've been over the uh, amazing challenge of eating an entire cabbage. Well, one way to do it is to massage it up into soft, scrunchy bits and stuff it into a jar and make sauerkraut. And that's what I did. And uh, a medium-sized cabbage costs about one sixty. So, along uh, of the great rip-offs of our time, go ahead and put sauerkraut up there um, right next to granola. I made the kraut. I'm going to monitor the burping, you know, like, I'm really gonna notice now every time I burp and be like, oh, I burped again, or oh, I haven't burped all day. And I'm just hoping that my little digestion improves. That's the hope. That's the scope. 
That's the dream. That's my dream. A stomach that digests. Boy, uh, it doesn't get much better than that. Just eating things, feeling good, and having poops. Eat, feel good, poop. That's it. That's the dream. Sarah Wood finally voided my insurance policy. Sarah Wood works for Gaslamp Insurance, which is some big insurance company that provides contractors insurance. Some months ago, I called this company after a quick web search, and I spoke with Sarah. She whipped up a quote for me and then proceeded to send me an email every single day since then. That was in June. It was in June, in the end of June, when I was looking to get contractor insurance. I ended up calling another big company that coincidentally also provided it through gas lamp insurance. Uh, And that was Jessica... Shoot, I can't remember her name, but she was sending me emails for a while. So for about two weeks, I was getting an email from Sarah Wood and an email from Jessica. They would come in about a minute apart. They'd come in at like 8 in the morning. And I'd have to delete both of them. And then finally, I opened one from Jessica and I signed up for the insurance. And I got the insurance. And Jessica stopped emailing me. But Sarah just kept sending them out. Every morning, like clockwork, would she send me these emails. And it would say, Sarah Wood via DocuSign. And it would have the documents of my policy. And I would just delete them. I tried... (coughs) Excuse me. I tried to stop the emails. I responded to her email a couple of times in a, in a fit of productivity, saying, please, please stop. My wife even emailed her once from my phone, saying, please stop. But Sarah Wood, via DocuSign, of course, just kept on with the emails until, miraculously, a couple of days ago, I got an email from Sarah Wood that said that my insurance policy documents were about to expire. (laughs) And then I I knew that the end of our email relationship was in sight. Sure enough, just, just a few moments ago, folks, I received my last, potentially, very last email from Sarah Wood and it informed me that my insurance documents had expired and that she had voided the policy. So even if I wanted to, I could no longer get that. Even if I had for some reason been waiting 
for July through August through September and October mulling it over day after day after day that she sent me these emails thinking hmm I should get that insurance well it's too late now it's been real Sarah Wood I don't know quite what I'll do without you it it was interesting at some point she switched to emailing me at 9pm as opposed to 8am I guess figuring that the chances were better maybe later at night but still I'd never signed Uh, I suppose Sarah is pretty disappointed I mean she sent me 210 emails and I never responded to a single one except to say stop I never signed the insurance policy. I'm sorry, Sarah. It wasn't for lack of effort on your part. I'll say that. I just uh, saved a voice memo with uh, masturbate in the title of the voice memo and I uh, went to type in masturbate. And I was kind of wondering, you know, at what point would my phone suggest the word masturbate? And the answer is never, never. Even when I had it typed all the way out, M A S. T-E-R-B-A-T-E They still were suggesting like master and or two different words um, and masturbate was had quotes around it as if it wasn't a word as if it wasn't a word in this phone as if this phone doesn't know about masturbating and willingly serve up internet pornography <laughs> You know? So, that's... <laughs> I just think it's really hypocritical. The phone would be like, Oh, I don't know anything. Masturbate? What does that mean? Meanwhile, the, like... It, like, happily will show you... You know, some nice internet porn... To masturbate to. I know this phone knows about masturbating. I know that Apple knows about masturbating. And uh, I think it's outrageous that they could have the word Beyonce in their dictionary with the accent over the E and everything and not have the word masturbate. This is the problem with our society. (laughs) You know, we talk about Beyonce, but we don't talk about masturbation. We pretend that we don't all do it never heard of that word. What does that mean? Masturbate? Are you sure you didn't mean to say master and hate? Two different words? Give me a fucking break. Phone! Please, everybody, go on your phone and add the word masturbate, because you don't want to get stuck like I did, where you're driving and trying to type, and, uh, 
you have to type out the whole gosh darn word, and if you press any button besides the right next key, it's going to replace it with the wrong thing. So just preempt it, go into your phone, enter the word masturbate, and save it to the dictionary, and hopefully you won't have this problem. I better record something now in the morning because I know by the end of the day my phone will be dead. I won't be able to record anything. It'll be at like, I'll start using, I'll pick it up and it'll look like it has sort of lowish battery, maybe like 20%. And then I'll open some application and it'll say low battery 10% close or go to power saving mode usually choose power saving mode and then like two seconds later it shows up at three percent on the battery and so when you see three percent you're like well shit this thing's dead i can't do anything but then you take it home and this is all after the update by the way all this these shenanigans about battery percentages take that puppy home and plug it in and it immediately jumps to 27% charged. Now, this has happened on numerous occasions and I know that the battery can't go from 3 to 27 in an instant or at least it never has before. Uh, I also know that those are very, like, it's the exact same number every time. It's obviously some little weird program shenanigans where it's like, regardless of what level your battery is actually at, Apple has decided how they want to play you in this situation and what they want to make you think. And when, they, when you see 3%, studies have shown you're inclined to immediately plug in your phone. Well, great. And then it goes to 27%? What does that mean? What does that even mean? So then you're at 27%? And that, that, is that the number where you're like, oh, it's on its way to being charged. I'm going to leave it plugged in longer? Because it's, oh, it's already at 27 I don't know. Why are they fucking with us like this? Why am I being messed with? Why, am, why are, is my phone playing mind games with me with its battery level just tell me what level the goddamn battery is I'm an adult, I can make a decision, I'll decide when to plug my little phone in and I'll decide when to let it die and I'll decide when to take it off the charger and use it, I'm a grown ass man, I can make these decisions for myself I don't need fucking Apple to play mind games with me to try to control the way I manage the battery of my phone. Wow. Really? <laughs> I mean, really don't need it. Not interested in that. It's not what I signed up for. Maybe that's one of the new terms and conditions that they've been urging me to sign every day. The new iCloud terms and conditions are... Um, 
we're gonna just fuck with your brain, or something along the lines of, uh, we're gonna make some more decisions for you. <laughs> okay? Well, we, we, we've got people on this, you know, we've been doing a lot of studies and research, got a lot of metrics to work with, got a lot of cold heart science, and we know what's best for you. We know what you want. We know, we know what you want. We know what's best for you. When when uh, when we create a new update, um, we'll push it on you immediately, because we've decided that you want the new one, and we don't really care what you say. So, and we don't really care whether or not you sign this agreement or not either. That's uh, that's the word from Apple. had to update my phone, the operating system on my iPhone, because I was trying to book something on Airbnb, and I was using my phone, and I visited the website, and not having the app, they prompt you, of course, to download the app, but in the good old days, you could just disregard that notification and just use the mobile version of the site. Well, the mobile version of Airbnb's site is so shitty and completely non-functional that it seems clearly designed to to force you to download the app. So I caved and I went to download the Airbnb app and lo and behold the Airbnb app is not compatible with my version of of iPhone, iOS, whatever. So thanks Airbnb, now I have to update my whole fucking phone, which is a nightmare and takes forever. Well, it updated, and big whoop, the things swipe faster. That's really, like, that's what they did. They made it so that when you double-click and you see all of your apps and you slide them up to close, they slide up faster. (laughs) That's That's what I got out of this. They slide up faster... Oh, and the alarm clock is now uh, white on black as opposed to black on white. I guess they just have to do a few little things to make you feel like, ooh, it's new. But I don't give a shit about any of that stuff. Ugh. God. So now, my phone is updated. And guess what? Guess what? Whereas before I used to charge my phone at night or in the morning or... I mean... Originally, when I got this phone, I'd have to charge it like every three days. But recently, I'd be charging it every night. And then it would last me through the whole day. Easy. I'd plug it in again at night. But now, what do you know? It doesn't. It dies at like 5 o'clock when I get off of work and I want to check my fantasy. (sighs) Coincidence? I think not. I think not. I think all the little changes, ooh, all the little updates, ooh, now photos, you can zoom out to see all your photos at once, ooh. All that shit takes more battery power 
And now my phone is pooping out. I'm going to have to be someone that carries a charger around with me constantly. Or, oh, right, I could get a new phone. Oh, oh, now it's all coming together. Because I've had this phone for two years now. And as we all know, after two years, anything electronic dies and doesn't work anymore. I mean, all machines after two years. Cars, cars don't work after two years. Phones, phones don't work after two years. Throw them away. Buy a new one. I blame all this on Airbnb. But they're just part of the grand conspiracy to consistently... Well, there's a word for it. It's planned obsolescence. That's right. Your device that you pay... I don't know, $500 or three years of your life for is planned, programmed to essentially break down and self-destruct in about two years so that you have to buy a new phone and sign away another three years of your life. It's not a surprise. You're You're not surprised by this. This is news to nobody. Better just go out and buy a new fucking phone and stop bitching. Oh, and one more thing. Uh, is this working? One more thing. Now, since my iOS is updated, every freaking two minutes, a little blurb pops down from the top of my phone that tells me that the iCloud terms and conditions have been updated and I need to review them. Fuck off! I don't want to use iCloud! I don't want to use iCloud. I don't want to fucking use it. I don't want to put all my stuff up in your cloud and have it take up more freaking energy in my phone. But now this little thing pops down and interrupts what I'm trying to do on my phone every two freaking minutes. God, it's so obnoxious. Jesus, fucking potholes, man. (laughs) They're so bad. They're so bad. Yesterday, I plowed into a mound of dirt in the middle of the road because they were grading the road, which is great. (laughs) But it also leaves a massive mound of dirt and gravel in the middle of the road at some points. And I'm coming coming around a curve down a hill. There's no signage to warn me about this massive mound of dirt that suddenly appears in the road. And I, I just plow right into it. And Susie seems fine and keeps going. But later I discover later I discover that she's missing a piece of her underbody cladding. You know, the plastic cladding around the underbody of your car. And some of you may not care that much about 
that part of your car. It's not really super important. The car runs just fine without it. But I'm very, I'm very sensitive about my car, and uh, I really want to get that replaced because who knows what it could lead to over time. You know, little bits of dirt getting up in there. So one rock that you drive over that gets sent up right through that gap. Ping. Swing. Ching. Plop. Cl- uh, plunk. That's, <laughs> that's the onomatopoeia I was searching for. Pl- uh, plunk. Yeah, the sound of a rock scooting up from uh, <clears throat> that hole in your body cladding, folks. Your underbody car cladding, plastic black car cladding that you thought wasn't important, well, it could be. So, I don't know, I don't know what I'm going to do about that. I'm, I'm proud to say that I'm not freaking out about it. Uh, earlier in this season in Vermont, I was freaking out about my car, freaking out about a lot of things, it seems, in retrospect. <laughs> and now I don't, um, you know, it's not that big of a deal. I have a wife... Uh, I know that she'd take care of me if I had to, uh, you know, get a new car or something. She'd probably just buy it for me. So, things are good. I don't have to worry. But I do have to worry about my little tootsies being cold already. It's only 7.45. I don't think I put thick enough socks on. So I've got another pair of socks in the bag. I'm going to put those on. Not a big fan of cold toes, guys. Really not. Uh, would rather have, I hate to say it, sweaty, stinky feet. Isn't that, uh, well, you don't know that it is, but I will tell you, it's amazing. It's just amazing that last week, my concern was not cold toes. It was stinky shoes. And stinky shoes are caused by the opposite of cold toes. They're caused by hot, sweaty little toes hot, sweaty little feet. Although I'm sure, I'm sure that there are plenty of stinky shoes around here in cold weather. I'm sure there's a way for gross men feet like mine to create really stinky boots regardless of the temperature, even if it's cold. Um, There might even be like a worse kind of stink deeper, more foul stench that's from the cold, the deep and sinking and biting cold that's like a just a different level, like a, oh, 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 God, oh, oh my God, like that something that bad, but, uh, in this moment, I'm not too worried about that, I'm, I'm just thinking about, uh, how it's, it's pretty freaking cold, and there's little, little bits of snow flying around, we got some snow a couple days ago, um, and I'm not, I'm not ready for it, I'm just not, 
Uh, although I did re-glue my shoe <laughs> using shoe goo. Yeah. Uh, and so far, so far, it's working a lot better than Elmer's glue for holding together the heel of my boot that began to separate from the, the sole of my boot. <laughs> Much like the hoof of my pony that's separating from the bone inside the hoof of this pony. It's not my pony. It's the pony that my wife and I are babysitting. We're house-sitting, and we're caring for Little Cinnamon. Little Cinnamon is a Shetland pony. He is precisely, and I mean precisely, the color of ground cinnamon. Get yourself a jar of ground cinnamon and look at the color of it, and then come on out to Glover, Vermont, and get a load of Cinnamon the Shetland Pony, and you'll be like, wow, that is that is exactly the same color. And, um, you know, while you're here, uh, maybe visit the Hill Farmstead Brewery, have yourself a nice American Pale Ale, and, uh, and then get, you know, go, go back to Burlington, maybe go out to dinner, um, stay at the Holiday Inn, and get on the next flight home. Or just, you could just take my word for it. It's, it's the exact same color. <laughs> it's the exact same color. Yeah, and Cinnamon, uh, well, his, his foot, his foot appears to be falling off. Um, it's, uh, it's oozing like a nice yellow uh, pus from the sides and the back above the hoof. Uh, he's not putting any weight on it, but when he does, there's a rather um, sickening... There's <laughs> a rather sickening uh, separation that appears to be happening from <clears throat> between his hoof and the, the internal structure of his leg. So... Um, it's not looking good. It is not looking good. We've been caring for him uh, as best we can, which means uh, twice daily Epsom salt foot baths. Mix up some Epsom salts with warm water, put it in a bag, crouch down next to little cinnamon while he's munching away on some delicious hay, and say, Okay, cinnamon. Shimonin, give me your foot. Good boy. Good boy, Shimonin. Shimonin, okay, okay, go ahead, honey. Lift up your foot. I know, I know, I know. Yes, Shimonin. I know. Okay, there you go. Now it's in. Good boy, Shimonin. Good boy. All the while, he's just munching away. Uh, you can hear the little gurgles of digestion happening inside his tummy. And he smells good. Uh, he smells like like horse. Um, but his foot smells like death. <laughs> it smells terrible. It smells like death. And he's also sporting a real nasty neck wound. And, uh, Island, Island basically, my wife basically, uh, takes care of the neck wound. She, uh, she squirts some iodine on there, which is great because it looks like blood. So it's this oozing, uh, flesh-eating, fungal, uh, neck wound. 
um, and then it gets squirted down with with iodine solution, which then runs drizzling like blood down his mane and uh, a little bit into the hay that he eats. That's probably fine, right? We don't know. Uh, we don't really know. <laughs> we don't really know what we're doing. Um, but we may be enjoying the the last the last days of cinnamon on this on this earth. And so, trying to, you know, be kind to him, not ride him too hard, you know, because he only has three feet to get around on anyway. Uh, it's kind of cruel to, to, to whip him and tell him to, you know, go faster when, when you're riding him. Um, and, I don't know, hoping for something of a miraculous recovery, but honestly, this pony is so old that something was, you know, it was, if it wasn't this, it was going to be something else real soon, so, does anybody have an excavator? Thanks for listening, everybody. If you have any questions, go ahead and send an email to GabeRobertsArt at gmail.com. If you like the podcast, uh, why don't you leave me a good review on iTunes? Um, that'd be great. Okay, until next time, adios.